Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. Ah, what is up, Gorehounds? And welcome to the Goremore Podcast. I am your not so mean fluff master screen, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in. However, I can't bring this shit show in alone. For with me, as always, are my beloved horror homies. Starting off with that dark lord of knowledge, that Chad Daddy, Mr. Chad mm-hmm. Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And that Meat Mountain, that killing machine himself, Mr. Bobby Amone. Good evening, fuckers. And, of course, we are lo- missing our beloved Scuba Steve, but that motherfucker threw his back out, because we old. And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, he threw his back out, he threw his back out humping our moms. Um... You know what? I really hope that's how he went down, man, because that, that's an honorable way to do it. Now, poor motherfucker is sciatic. I've been there. Sucks. Hope he's uh, hope he's working it out. Mel, take care of him. Oh, he's uh, in the chat right now. So, is he? Uh, oh, yeah, ah, there he is. There he is. Yeah. What's up, Scoobs? Hope your back's feeling better. I'm sure right. it's probably not feeling great right Gotta now. Gotta get that but... massage gun out, dude. Fucking yeah, one of the kids get or some, Mel do some work. Get, get some, some icy hot on that bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it sucks, dude. Try to get that stretch and shit. And a good blowjob, uh, too. Just brings the pain away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> distraction. Today is February 13th. Hey, 2023. And, well, we have a fun, fun episode today. <laughs> ben said he threw his back out carrying the show. Uh, <laughs> fucking right. Oh, I was going to make that joke earlier. That's great that he did that. Nice. Uh <laughs> And, well, we are continuing our year-long journey into the Friday the 13th series. And we are on the second run right now. And, well, I'm ready to fucking talk about it. But we can't do that just yet. No. Because we have to talk about what the fuck we did last weekend. And because... What up, Brody? Because our beloved Scoobs is out, we're going to pull in Variant Scoobs. Variant Scoobs. Where is he? Get cheesy. Get cheesy with me. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your No, I fucking want pizza. I was uh, just, I, I, always, I, I could have just had pizza, and that would still make me hungry for it. Right. All I see is this stretch of cheese. It's just like, oh. It's a good stretch, dude. It's a good that's a, stretch. That's, that's how you know it's good cheese on a pizza. It's got a stretch. That's, that's, that's that good mozzarella. Yes. Mm. That's the good mozz. Chad Daddy, start us off, buddy. How was your weekend, man? How you it doing? was not too bad. You know, last Monday or last Tuesday, I had my uh, colonoscopy, which I haven't heard anything back yet from. So, you know, oh, no, no news is good news, right? Yeah, I was say, no news true, is always yeah. good news. They, they, they'd car over with bad news. So, uh, you know, waiting on the results for that. So last week, I was really bored, and I said, fuck it, mate. I sat through and watched all the Ghostbusters movies again, all three of them. Yeah. Says 2016 doesn't count. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, throw I, was, it, I would not throw it in the trilogy but i definitely would throw it after afterlife like you, you know, know i was i was wearing my ghostbusters shirt to the bowling alley saturday when we took the kids bowling and one of the guys there i don't know if he's cohen or whatever and we were talking about ghostbusters and i was saying you know i watched all three of them i said i ignore the the 26 with all the women he's like yeah it's just not good I'm like yeah i mean it's it's not awful 
but it's not funny. Yeah, it's not right. It's and everybody's it's, just like, oh, that's because you're sick. No, 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 it's, man. It's, it's not. It's not the same humor as yeah, the comedy. The comedy didn't work for me. I right. sat for half of it. Ghostbusters yeah. is not slapstick. Yeah. And if anybody thinks it's slapstick, it's not. Missed it completely. Yeah. It's dry ass fucking just humor, dude. It's exactly. dirty. Jo- it's dirty dick jokes. And dry- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's dirty dick jokes and dry ass motherfucking humor, dude. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. It, and yeah. you can yeah. you can bring in queef jokes. I'm not saying you can't. You know what I mean? So many people were like violated by that. I'm like, I actually got giggled at that. I'm not going to fucking lie. But, but it just, it just it, didn't it, have the flavor that it, was yeah. needed. But you know what it is? That's just like, and we're, we're, this is kind of like a weird, you got to take it with the SNL cast, man. Each True. Ghostbusters group has been an SNL group, but you got to look at the time period of, uh, you know what I mean, dude? Like, no era of SNL is the same as a prior era. No. By right, any means. Right. No, everybody because... only likes the era that they first watched when they grew <laughs> up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 91 to 97 cast, what up? Oh, dude, Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey, you know, when Adam Sandler days, and yeah, those guys came in. Yeah, that was good stuff. But we're yeah, not here yeah. to talk about that. No. And and again, you know, I just got to say it in a sense. I brought it up in the chat, you know, fucking afterlife, you know, Egon's ghost still makes mm-hmm. me tear up every, every time. goddamn time. It's because he did it well. And uh, another movie I watched was Body Snatchers. It was the first time I saw that. That was 70s the 90s or 50s? 90s. Oh, oh, the re- this 90s remake of it. Yeah, the one that takes place. Yeah. Was it a remake? Right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it takes place in a military base, and it's actually surprisingly good. It's, it's just called Body Snatchers. It's, it's just not, called yeah. Body Snatchers. It's on. I remember uh, the. It's on Screenbox right now. I don't know where else you could watch it. I remember oh, nice. the ending of that. It was very, oh, yeah. very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. That movie. That was very atmospheric. Interesting. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. You know, I really enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. It has uh, Meg Tilly, Jennifer Tilly's sister. Oh. Always loved the '78. Oh, oh that okay. I, you know what? I think I have seen this. Yeah, so it's the one. It it's it's the one that has. It was the one that has that famous line. You know, she says, "Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? I Nowhere. Because there's I no one like the, you left. I recognize the cover insanely. Oh, that covers that covers uh, yeah. iconic for that it's time. One of the, the it's time yeah, it's one yeah. of the best ones. It's, it's more the print than anything. It's like the printing of the the wording, the, the actual cut box art. It's weird. No, Brody even likes it. There you go. Thanks, Brody. Thanks for jumping let's in the throw it in there, dude. It, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, aside from that, you know, took the kids bowling Saturday, which is our usual Saturday thing. You know, played some Ghostbusters. Pretty chill weekend. Uh, enjoying the nice weather. It's warm right now. It is. It's yeah. start. It's trying for here. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's going to drop back down. And so you know, yeah, that's it's it's February. We didn't get it. Oh, and you know. By the way, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Oh, Tomorrow's yes. Valentine's Day. Yes. Really Valentine's. Saying that. But that makes today Tuesday the 13th. It does. Which is why I put this on here. But I've rambled on long enough. Bobby, what about you, brother? Uh, let's see. So um, me and my girlfriend actually celebrated Valentine's Day early. We actually did it this weekend. Nice. Because, like, listen, we like the traditional go out to dinner and do all the cutesy things. But what did we do is we went to Field of Screams out in uh, Mountville, Pennsylvania, and they had a little Valentine's Day event. They had two attractions open, and they were oh, nice. loaded with actors. And it, they fucking went ham on everybody who went in there. It That's was such awesome. a fun. Oh, dude, it was such a fun time. Like, so you obviously know, well, clearly, we talk about horror movies. We love horror. We love Halloween. So this was like our 
oh, it feels like we were just here, but we were only here a few months ago. Yeah, it was so much fun. We were playing games and chilling out. And we also went to, um, uh, I don't know if you guys know, maybe somebody here will, uh, Shady Maple Smorgasbord. It's also out that way. It's in Lancaster. Um, uh, us boys could go there and fuck that place up. That's all I'm going to say. In Lancaster, dude, you're in fucking Amish country there, buddy. Oh, oh I, I like it out there. I, I like know, driving out there. Honestly, man, I feel like with Bob, you and I on a team, you know, oh, pretty dude. much anybody else, dude, like if there was like an eating challenge, dude, of like a big ass pizza or something, bro. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's done. Bro. Bro. Don't I'm even. Down. Don't even get. We could. We could I've never done a big like group challenge like that. I would love to do something like that. What? We 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 have we should make that a that should be a Gormore special, the Gormore eating contest. There you watching, go. Watching <laughs> us engorge ourselves on this. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, would we be like an episode of Man versus Food then? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but with one instead of one fat guy, it's four fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, three uh, fat guys and a meat mountain. That's true. Three fat guys and a Bob. Bob's mentally a fat guy. <laughs> oh yeah no oh no no yeah he's no. like a fat guy oh, yeah, <laughs> mentally i am a fat guy i don't look it but i could fucking eat one right it's like i'm gonna talk <laughs> so, down but um so that was saturday and i'm then, jealous you have hots going on dude in february well, what well the well, fuck, well no, no so here's the funny part well not even funny part here's the cool part they do valentine's day they do a saint patrick's day celebration and oh. they do a halfway to halloween and actually, Which is for April, I'm assuming uh, April May they do it. It's it's May. Oh, okay. Theirs is in May, and you know, but the oh, great yeah, part, but the great part about it is, is obviously they do enough business where they can do that, and it was actually pretty crowded. For I'm like, I'm wow. not surprised. I'm like, people. Came I'm out. not, dude. Okay. There's so like that's such a cool like random thing, dude. That like I if I was close enough, I would jump on that shit too. Oh, we drove awesome. the two out. We drove the two hours, and we're like, "Let's go." That's impressive. Oh, That's... dude, we don't. Well, we knew we were spending the day, so it worked out perfectly. Right. It was like, go here, go get lunch, go walk around the outlets, and let's go. Like that's that's what our day was. Nice. And so, but then and then yesterday, uh, we had family here, and yeah, we watched the Super Bowl, chilled out, ate more food, and well, that was about it. <laughs> nice, dude. And uh, I watched this last week, so I didn't have to watch it today. So I was ahead of the game. Oh, my God. I'm ahead. And uh, and that was about it for me. Uh, Dude, I probably didn't even need to watch this, but I watched it. No, I, I felt the same way, bro. I was like, I, do I need to? Actually, no. I should say, Will actually, I, I should yeah. say that I didn't even watch this. I watched Crystal Lake Memories, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, I got all the information <laughs> I need. So you probably got more. <laughs> probably, even though I, as if I don't know all of that in the Rolodex in the back of my right, head. Right, right, right. <laughs> So, but that's that's what my weekend was. Johnny, what about you? Uh, I had a very chill, relaxing, like, didn't do shit this weekend because I, as well as my entire family, have literally been fucking grinding hard on Harry Potter. <laughs> and it's awesome, dude. It's a fucking, it's a solid game. Dude, I, I think I made the decision to wait to get it because I know the wife really wants to get it and she'll probably end up playing it on the Switch. So I'm probably stuck waiting until, like, June or July. Is it even coming on the Switch, bro? Yeah, yeah it's, it? it's the very last one to get released. It comes out to PS4 and Xbox One, and then oh. Switch is, like, June or July. I didn't even think they announced Switch. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do. I do. Uh, personally, 
don't get it. I love the Switch, dude. And you know I would totally find I like stand up for the Switch. Like right now, I want to get Metroid Prime Remastered. That's out mm-hmm. for the Switch, dude. Fantastic. I would not get Hogwarts on the Switch, dude. That you need you need on a, something a more graphically like that's just because dude, I feel she like a, even she's not PS- gonna care that much about the graphics though. It's it, it's not even I, that, yeah. dude. There's so much detail in the game. I don't even know if the game is going to like physically function properly on the switch dude i'm saying like because okay so it gives you like when you go right in it even allows you there's two modes it can run so it could run performance mode or it could run the other mode right yeah um even on both modes dude like there's still some stuff that just doesn't like set right Mm -hmm. and And that could be on xbox side i don't know you know what i mean like i'm just saying like if you are a harry potter nerd I would personally do yourself a favor, bro. Just let her play it on the PS5. No, she's that not thing... playing on the PS5. I'm playing it on the PS5. Chad, <laughs> you could allow your wife to play the PS5 once, dude. That's one of those things where you could sit back and enjoy her playing it. But it's one of those, like, I feel like, dude, with that and the level of detail that is in this game, it is ridiculous, bro. Oh, Steve's got it on PC. See, it's per- now the only thing that game is missing is multiplayer Quidditch. It yeah, even tells yeah. you that there's Quidditch not in the game. And it gives you Tennis' bullshit reason. I think it could easily be a DLC down the road. I think that's their eventual plan. Right. Um, but the game is massive. I did not expect the open world style of this game. I haven't personally looked too much into it. Kind of wanted it to be all surprise. Um, I like it because just like every RPG, like your character can look completely fucking ridiculous because obviously you're trying to get stats. However, it does have, I think it's the transmogrification. So it's like anything you pick up, you can make your new thing look like your old thing. So you don't have to look like a complete fucking like weird <laughs> fucking, or you can't because personally, because like, honestly, most of the, I want to look like the weird old wizards that are like into their craft in the movies because they always look the coolest, man. You mean the <laughs> like, ones so with my- the like a Dumbledore type with the big beard? Like well, so like my dude right now, he's rocking a cape with this like crazy shit and I got a top hat. And then I got these like weird Doc Ock glasses, dude. I look kind of like Willy Wonka going on right now. And I'm fucking <laughs> I loving it. it, dude. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. it's fucking ridiculous, man. And like, you need to send us a picture. The am- I will. I gladly will. Um, The amount of like, I'm getting so lost in sidetracks, dude, that I'm not even, but I finally got my broom and shit, dude. And like, I'm not even a Harry Potter nerd. And I'm loving this game. Good. Man. So, play, play that. Give me and Bob a chance to catch up to you on Ghostbusters because I'm, I'm still a- at like level 85. <laughs> oh uh, um, well, uh, Chad, I'm. I'm Did you prestige? I'm past that. I'm past that point. Did you prestige? <laughs> I I was getting to do it today, but um, real quick, um, you see I don't know. What, you I see you at prestige too, and then you tell. I, me. I, I don't know. I don't know what they did though, but like I was a ghost, and like a minute in, they got me and all my riffs, and then I couldn't even get a single tether on a ghost for like four matches in a row. So I don't know what's going on, but something was a little off know. today. I, that never happens. Weird. It could just be, you know, just little glitches because, you know, it was glitching on me there a couple of times when, you know, we were playing and somebody would, uh, the ghost would mess with my pack and then I couldn't recharge, reboot my pack at all. Yeah. It could be a server bug. Yeah. 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 But better fix it. No, man. Straight up, I feel like I am, I don't know how many levels it goes, but I'm like level 17. I feel, and I'm like, 
and granted, I, I have some smoke sessions here and there, so my character might be just chilling there for 30 minutes doing nothing. <laughs> but I got like 14 hours into the game already, dude, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the fucking surface, bro. Dude. Like, it's crazy. I'm probably going to start my second prestige tomorrow after I, I uh, get a few things done. There you go. But no, man, if if you guys are... Get, I know she would want to get on the Switch, and I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool portable. Do you have the OLED or no? No. I st- oh, man, I still would say almost just get it for the PS4 and 5. And then that way she can just play on a different team. You know what I mean, dude? Because, like... Yeah, but I'd, I'd have to take my PS4 out of my son's room. and That'd piss him off. So it sounds like your wife needs a PS5. Yes. Sure. Let's <laughs> get the digital only one, bro. You'll be fine. Uh, but no, it's it's a fantastic game. I've been literally, I've been playing it since fucking Thursday, hardcore, dude. And like, so the daughter had two different birthday parties this weekend. We literally dropped her off. Wife came out. Wife and I came home. Ran back to our Xbox. We like we left our Xboxes running, dude. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Well, the parties were only five minutes away each way. So oh, okay. All right. That's okay. good. That's good. Right. Hey, just put it on pause. You're like, all right, I'll be back. But it was <laughs> like, yeah, man, just to get in those two hours. You're like, all right, I got two hours or like an hour and 50 minutes to fuck out. <laughs> so uh, Scoob said he's Hufflepuff. What, which one are you? I'm Hufflepuff. <laughs> which, I mean, to me, I feel like that makes the most sense for me. I was pissed because on the Wizardry World site i got gryffindor and i was like no fuck you dude so in the game you do you you can do your own sorting because you can yeah, work you up can your world yeah you shit, can import. right yeah. yeah yeah so like and i did it in there and it was just like hufflepuff and i was like yeah that's right um, <laughs> and it was cool this is such a fucking weird like thing but so like you can obviously make your wand in the game and you do all your fucking bullshit so then i i made my wand and stuff and i was like oh and the wife was like did you ever do it on the site i was like oh i didn't even know you did so I went back to the site, did my Patronus, and made my wand. And my wand was almost exactly how I made it in the game, except for, like, the one difference was, uh, I think it was, like, my core. Like, my wood and the length and everything else was the same. And I was like, oh, that was fucking cool. Oh, so your wood's the same length, huh? Yeah, you can go up to a 14 and a half uh, inch Damn! Whoa! Yowza! The, the, wow. small, the smallest is a 9 inch. I went with the nice, even 13. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. I was like, do I want 13 and a quarter? No, 13 is just my my wand is small. It's only 10. Right? That's when that's when someone turns around and she goes. Well, I mean, like, I don't really? they, it doesn't really give you like there's no like tactical difference between the nine inch versus the fourteen. So I guess it's just whatever <laughs> you feel like you need to be equipped with. And I'm like, Stop. maybe it just maybe it just goes with like, you know, like height. Like the taller people get the nine inch ones because you're you got a longer reach. But like little people get the biggest ones, you know, evens it out. It's the magic inside. Yes, it is. Magic yes. Inside. It is. It's all about how you wiggle it. All right, um, let's get back on topic though. Let's stop no, talking about wands. Straight up, it's a, it's a, like once again, fantastic game. If you were thinking about checking it out, I would personally highly suggest it. Um, even if you don't like Harry Potter, dude, like it's, it's a, it's a deep open world game, man. Like. And the fighting's cool, dude. Like, the fact that, like, I was like, as soon as I started fighting giant spiders, I was like, oh, yep, fuck yeah, this is on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and some elves and shit. Or, uh, trolls. Good old Aragog. Fuck right, dude. But, uh, okay. And then, obviously, I watched this fucking movie, to which I didn't have to, but I wanted to. Right. And I'm ready to talk about. So, 
That is Friday the 13th Part D. Yeah, from 1981. Uh, Chad Daddy, this is by now your favorite. You said this many times. This is one of your favorite Friday 13ths. If it not is. Your but I did the rundown last week. I'm going to defer to it to you because next oh. week is Bobby's pick. So I'm going to let you. Alrighty. Oh. I haven't done a plot rundown in a minute, dude. Hold on. Let me load it up because I was sharing. I was busy sharing the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, I shared mine for about 10. Yeah, right. Okay, there we go. All right. Apologize, everybody. Here, let me just fucking kill it. All right, plot rundown: Five years after the horrible bloodbath at Camp Crystal Lake, all that remains is the legend of Jason Voorhees and his demented mother, who had murdered several, seven counselors. Excuse me. At a nearby summer camp, the new counselors are unconcerned about the warnings to stay away from the infamous site. Unwitting and unaware, they roam the area, not sensing the ominous lurking presence. One by one. They find that the grisly legend is real. Jason is watching and doesn't like strangers wandering in his woods. Directed by Steve Miner, House and Warlock. Written by Ron Kurtz, Eye of the Stranger, and Friday the 13th Part 3, which we'll be discussing next month. Mm-hmm. Produced by Steve Miner, The Wonder Years. What can I do? <laughs> in Dawson's Creek. Bobby! Starring Amy Steele, April Fool's Day, and Walk Like a Man as Ginny Field, John Fury, John Fury, Island Claws, All My Children as Paul Holt. I didn't know he actually had a last name. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> they Adrian, called him Mr. Holt in it. I didn't hear. I was so not I think he did after when he came back, right? The, the tall ginger kid said that. Probably. And the, and the cop called him that, too. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Uh, Adrian King, Friday the 13th, and Killer Therapy as Alice Hardy. Rest Stu Charno, uh, Once Bitten, Christine as Ted Bowen. Uh, Steve Daskowitz, or Steve Dash, uh, Alone in the Dark, and Ghostbusters as Jason Voorhees. Rest in peace. Yeah. Warrington Gillette, Time Walker, Penny Dreadful as Jason Voorhees, Unmasked. Ooh. I'm so happy you put that there. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later, though. Walt Gorney. Friday the 13th, then King Kong as Crazy Ralph. Marta Kober, Neon Maniacs and Slumber Party Massacre 3 as Sandra Deer. Uh, Bill Randolph, Dressed to Kill, Trauma Center as Jeff Dunsbury. Tom McBride, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, White Lies as Mark Jarvis. Lauren Marie Taylor, Neighbors, Girls Night Out as Vicki Perry. Kristen Barker, Midnight Madness, California G. Baker. I, I <laughs> almost it made it. I, almost I, made I, it. I almost made it, but I fucked myself <laughs> You're up. You're good. Uh, Midnight Madness, California Dreaming as Terry McCarthy, and Russell Todd, where the boys at, Chopping Wall as Scott Chaney. I was at, sitting here with my fingers crossed the whole time, like, he's doing really good. He's doing really great. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you just try to hope you fuck up, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah. So much faith in me. No, I was, I, was, I was pulling for you, man. I was pulling for you. You Look, were going hot, dude. I well, didn't it was also because my eyes are reading ahead, so I see the R, and it says Barker. I'm like, no, it's his Baker in my head. I'm like, ah, you fucked it up already. Oh, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Music by Harry Manfredini, House 2, The Second Story, Kickboxer 3, The Art of War, Cinematography by Peter Stein. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Kickboxer 3. Is that the one with um, Cody from Step by Step? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, God damn it, Chad! I haven't watched it. I've seen, I've seen the first one, and I don't remember shit about that. I Wait, feel was it, like was Kickbox the one where he fought Tong Po? 
That was Jean-Claude. Yeah. But I think Kickboxer 2, 3, and 4 is Cody from fucking uh, yeah, Full House. Yeah, because he kills Jean-Claude at the beginning of 2, doesn't he? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen... I don't think you actually see it. Like, no. Just, and I've just, seen, like, so I've seen the first two. I didn't see the third one. So yeah, What I think the fuck right. was his name? Was it Sasha Mitchell? I'm sorry. I just no, had like this weird. That sounds like, right. You just like had to have that. You moment. just like unlocked this whole fucking thing that, that I didn't know I right. had, okay. bro. Hold so on. so yeah, so you look it up. Cinematography by Peter Stein. Pet Cemetery. Ernest saves Christmas. Hey. Uh, oh my by god. Susan Ian Cunningham. A stranger is watching. Spring break. Not fall break. Effects and makeup break. by. Effects <laughs> and makeup by Stephen Kershaw. King Kong lives. Godzilla. Distributed by Paramount Pictures, runtime of 87 minutes, rated R for mature audiences, budget of 1.25 mil, and it actually grows 21.7 mil. So it was a pretty, well, uh, was a pretty decent success. Damn. Uh, it was real, a hell of a success. Real quick for the makeup effects, I'm surprised it doesn't say Carl Fullerton, or is he only there to do a certain thing? Hey, why did it say? No, it should say Carl Fullerton. I'll say, because I know he was, the, cause he was involved with... The K and B on a few things. That's I'm just. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Who else did this? Why did I? Why did I put that down? I must have been looking at the wrong thing. Uh, it even says. None. It even says at the beginning. Carl Fuller. Yeah. That's no, even in my notes. Why that? I'm like, I gotta ask. I'm like, that's a weird name. Hey, hey shit happens. I must Where have put the wrong name when I was doing that. So I apologize. Yeah. But you're right. It is Fullerton. Because like I said, it's even in my notes. And then he Fullerton went on to do some pretty big things too. Yeah. He he. He was, also, of, he was, yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar. He also did. He did a lot of horror movies, and then he just kept basically going from there. So oh, anyway, general discussion, boy. Dude, I was right. It is Sasha Mitchell. I can't believe I even remember that name. <clears throat> That's he a looks girl's name. He looks way different now, dude. He is huge. Is he? Like, I mean, he always had. He actually had like black belt and shit like that that's why he did those movies because i remember in step by step there was a couple episodes <laughs> where like he taught his uh younger cousin karate and shit i can't believe but, we're talking about a shitty show like step by step hey man i like step by step <laughs> suzanne summers was hot that was that was past my prime that was when i gave up on uh tgif see i was at that still like yo i was at that stage where i was just discovering i was like you know what she's a hot mom <laughs> I mean, she was. She, she was. was, dude. And she was kinky as fuck on that show. They were always trying to fuck and getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not here to discuss that. We are here to discuss part two. Part two. So obviously, uh, this is not the first time any of us has watched it. Nor is the second, no. third, or fourth. No, I think no. it's well beyond. I honestly that. can't even tell you, though, because I feel like I asked this uh, the first episode of Friday the 13th. I don't even remember when I first watched this, dude. So actually, I, I literally like have forgot. It just happened. This was so okay. Actually, this was my first full Friday the Thirteenth. I was really. On, it was on AMC. I think it, it must have been during the month of October. I remember. It, I think it had to have been like halfway through the movie, and I had to have been probably ten, at least ten or eleven. I love how young Bobby is because he grew up watching this stuff on cable TV. And when I grew up, we had like five channels. So I was lucky if I caught any Friday the 13th movies. I mean, I'm kind of in Bob's bracket, dude, honestly, because like I didn't see part seven till I was seven. But that was like 93 at that point. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, 92. Yeah. Well, the funny part about 
The funny part I, I, was, I grew up I grew up rural Pennsylvania, so most if I didn't rent it on VHS, I was lucky to catch it on TV. The funny part with part seven is we were on vacation and I was in my grandma's room and I, I turned the channel. I don't it was we were in South Carolina. I don't know what channel it was, and it comes up Friday the thirteenth, part seven, and I just started watching it. And it finally got to the point where Jason came up out of the lake and my grandmother looks at the TV screen and goes, what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know, but his spine's showing. <laughs> She's like, Click. I had my whole, all my cousins watching part six when the mothers came up and it was literally during the sex scene in the trailer. And it was like, yeah, best scene ever. Why does <laughs> yeah, that I, always happen, dude? It's so funny. My parents never censored us from watching like horror no, movies or anything. No, it wasn't like my parents. It was my aunts and shit with my cousins and everything. They came up and they're like, what are you guys watching? I was we like, would, Friday 13th. We would, frequently, <laughs> we would frequently go over to my dad's friend's, um, his name is George. Uh, we'd always go to his house and then. We just sit. They just sit there and watch movies. I mean, the kids would, you know, the kids would play. But sometimes we sit down and watch movies. That's where I first saw the thing. That's where I first saw like Star Trek three. I don't know, not really horror, but it's like right. And that was like really, really like cool movies like that. Instead of like, you know, I get you. No, dude, I get it, man. I miss those times. Yeah, and I saw a lot of cool movies that way. So Friday the Thirteenth wasn't one of them, but like like I said, I think the first time I saw this was probably on basic TV. Ah, yeah, like I said, dude, I can't remember. Honestly, I feel like. I hate to even say this. Part two was one of the later ones that I like one of the last ones I actually watched because my shit was all fucking cattywampus weird order. Oh, yeah. I know. I never uh, saw them in chronological order the first time yeah. I saw them either. The Not first time I finally got to see them in chronological <clears throat> order was I was probably mid teens and like I think Spike TV was having a Friday 13th marathon and I was like, you know what? I'm sitting my ass down and fucking watching some of these and I watched the first four. But obviously, that's a long fucking time in the day. Yeah. I still remember, dude, because they had the best commercial cuts in it to where, like, there was a marathon runner getting chased by Jason, and they're always just constantly, like, (laughs) fucking throwing drinks in their face. And, like, the dude who's just wearing this, like, shitty part three chase, and he's like, whoosh. Yeah. (laughs) These are awesome, dude. Um, And I remember, like, I left my house and went to, like, my cousin's house, and then my uncle happened to be watching it, so it was perfect. I was like, oh, yeah, let's keep continuing on. Um, but no, so let's start with, the, all right. So this movie first sequel sets the bar for the next upcoming few sequels mm-hmm. in that you get a reprise from the first movie and usually generally the last 20 minutes of the last movie. <laughs> generally. Um, yeah. No, that's right. Now with this one being, it's the second one. I feel like it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you've had a year prior. As long as you don't watch them in a marathon, it's like it's been a month since we watched the first one. I feel like it was okay to get this. And I'm sure you boys will agree, and this is where I want to go. When you watch them in a marathon, though, you almost have to skip those 20 minutes each time because you're like, Mm -hmm. no, dude, I can't watch it twice. I literally just fucking watched. Yeah, yeah. because especially with part three, part three, the very beginning is literally like the last five minutes of part two. Right. So what my I guess my question is going with this is do you think that's something that works with it or do you think that's something that could have been like eh you didn't I, necessarily I, need it. It worked think, with it it worked with it at the time because you know VHS video rentals were still kind of a new thing back then. Yeah. So you didn't really have the option to go back and watch and watch and rewatch like we do now. So you literally had to wait a year in between before right. you know. So a little refresher was a nice little thing back then. But now it's completely unnecessary. Now, I also think for like these first 
basically his first four movies, although they did it again a little later on in the series, like part seven kind of did it. Yeah, it was, but I, I feel like that one's that one's totally different because that's like a montage of everything. Well, yeah, it's really from like a part two to current. But I think for the first four movies, it works really well because, yes, it can be a little repetitive for everybody who's seen these. God only knows how many times. But at the same time, it still gives you that, oh, yeah, that's right. It actually happened like that. But then, like in part three, it changes slightly to bring into the new movie instead of, you know. So they started to change it as it went along, little bits. Although I do like how it's done in this one because it's her remembering what she went through in part one. And it's yeah. flashback. It's like she, she's dreaming, seeing it all over again. So it's and not like. That's why I feel like this one actually set the higher bar. And it kind it of just gets a little shit. Because, right, it wasn't just a straight up like, hey, here you go. Right. It, yeah. It, I did like that. They, now, I kind of am saddened that they killed her off mm-hmm. like they did. I feel like that was like, that just sucks, man. She survived all that shit just to like him. And where did he track her down? It was did she like living in California or something? <clears throat> That's or like that? I, no, 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 no. She okay. So that's. I where think this... she she went back to the area as a way of coping with it. And that's the way. That's so why she. she okay. That's why her mom was, you know, kind of bitching her out over the phone, and she said, "Well, this is the only way I know how to do this." And okay, I didn't of, get that. I was just like, it. I was thinking like, man, did it take Jason like? that many years to walk to wherever he was because like what but, like it was five months after the first one that she got killed and then it was five this takes place five years after that is that how yeah. it goes yeah so it's, it's like five, two, it's, two months or something like that yeah it was, a, yeah, it was like, a few months it's a few months after but still the whole thing for me and yeah since we're gonna i'm gonna bring it up go ahead where where is it that Jason was able to find her where she was living? Unless she went back to Crystal Lake and he followed her from Crystal Lake to her house, how would he know? I mean, I'm not saying the man... Terminator he's, style? He just went to the fucking phone booth and was like, oh my <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> ah, no. Why? Why? Why not? He's not that smart. Why? In a way, he's not. Come on. See, I don't think I, I don't I think, think he's as stupid as people. Like, everybody thinks he's yeah, like, he's, no, no, not, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, he's, I never thought he was either. he's stupid, stupid, but at the same time, he does he, he doesn't know her name. He technically really doesn't. So how's he going to Just because he it? doesn't speak doesn't mean we don't know no, no. what he knows, though. But, like, that's the thing. I but he could have he found something at the camp, some kind of registry with all their names on it and tracked it out. I have no idea. We're overthinking it a little too much. How right. did he track her down? You don't know. Because I explained us. I, I always miss the fact that she was close, though. I always thought for some reason, I was like, wait, doesn't she live in like California or fucking something? I was like, so Jason went cross country just to kill this bitch. And then I was like, all right, I'm going now, home. Now, at that and point, it would be a little bit later. like, uh, how did he? <laughs> no, Gene, sorry. None of us have a potato sack. And Scuba Steve is. Uh, out I mean, I got this. I got this drawing of one right now, but that's about it. I got my, I ha- I got my I have part the- neck up there. I got the part two over here that I showed at first. But okay, so we brought it in with the the reintroduction of the ending of the first one. But we brought it into a nice dream sequence. I thought it was cool. Uh, Then we get the ridiculous exploding title card. (laughs) Which is just... It almost takes me out of it a little bit. Each but that, that is, hour. but that was that was such an '80s thing, though. That's I like, know, no, 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 I know, and I'm not like saying like it's 
like it's stupid, but it's like a good stupid, if that makes sense. But like I, I said, it always just like I, yeah. takes me out because I'm like explosion in the middle of a slasher in the woods. What what the fuck is going on? I mean, they repeated it in part four too with the exploding mask, and they did it in part five too. Yeah, because what three is uh, breaking through the glass because it's 3D, right? Yes, it's like, and then yeah, part four is the explode. Yeah, or actually, no, part three is not even breaking through the glass; it's just 3D. Yeah, it's just 3D. Oh, it doesn't break through. Why? That was the first one. one. No, I know, but I for some reason thought the 3D copied the first one. No, no, it's when you see Pamela's dead head and it's Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. You got, you guys. Hey, you guys would know. (laughs) Um, I think he's clever, but just the four. I'm sorry, I'm reading off Brody's thing. Uh, However, I don't believe he traveled the killer. Okay, it never made sense to me. Uh, Glass explosion. It was. It was an. Dude, the title card in this one exploded like everything explodes in GoldenEye 007, man. Yes. Like chairs, yes. cardboard boxes. Doesn't fucking matter. You know everything like, is exploding, dude. Dude, it's like it's like an Aqua Teen hunger, hunger Force. Anytime yes. you throw something on the ground, it explodes. It explodes. Yes. Just throw a pen and it explodes. <laughs> everything is volatile and just fucking made of good. <laughs> I love it. Everything I remember, one, t- I remember one time on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Shake threw something on the ground and it didn't explode at first. Yeah, they like looked at it. And, he just they? Stares, like, and then it blows up and he jumps back. Aquatine's <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. First like five seasons are fantastic. Um, all right, so continuing discussing this, obviously we get back a couple like we get crazy Ralph back. Mm-hmm. He finally gets off because he's being a peeping tob in this one a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um Wasn't and then always we, though. I mean he <laughs> might have been. I feel like in this one he was definitely peeping a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would say he always was always a little out there, obviously, but this one, I think, actually, I don't I like the fact that he was a peeping Tom at that little point, to be honest with you. I think it, right. I think it took a little away from him because he was just meant to be the crazy guy of trying to warn you, not necessarily trying to get the peek. You know what I mean? That's fair. Um, now, having finally watched The Burning and then rewatching this not too long after The Burning. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's crazy like how similar like some of the scenes are straight up. Now, obviously, like further into the movie, but especially obviously the campfire scene. Yeah, completely, dude. The with the scare tactic and everything, man. Like, it is. It's, it's really hard not to draw a parallel between these two because it's such similar. Oh themes. yeah. Uh, obviously, we're not getting like part five, like you know, shears and shit like that. But yeah. This, I mean, this is the first one where we get Jason. I like that they explain his story. We get, obviously, like what we thought about. He's not dead. Bob, you said that according to the memoirs, the first one, he was dead, but then this technically retcons it. Yeah, so so basically, if anybody has watched Crystal Lake Memories, if you ask anybody who did the first movie, script, written, and everything, yes, it was written that Jason was dead. And yes, literally three months after that movie came out, they like, well, we need a sequel, and um, it's too expensive to resurrect Mrs. Voorhees, so guess what? That kid is not dead. We're going to make him alive, and they're all just kind of like, um, uh, okay, how are you going to I mean, do but that? that's an easy retcon. Yeah, no, it, it's, 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 a, it's a typical soap opera thing, too, so it's not right. it's like it hasn't been done before. No, it just it just made me kind of think like, oh, shit, I forgot they actually made him dead in the first, but, then it, so, but they did it because they needed someone who could, well, be the, the killer. killer yeah and they, they didn't want to do the original anthology idea because the well, first one worked so well 
Right. And well, and they did ask Sean Cunningham at one point, like, well, do you want to do? He's like, no, the story's done. I want to go do something else anyway. <laughs> and so that, that, that he was, sure cashed all those paychecks, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Of course he did. I, I would. Funny how that lie if I, you know. OK, but, so. Yeah. So, so so that was basically, yeah, they needed someone. So they said, well, that little kid in the lake, there's your guy. And there you go. Classic born. Um, now, with this cast of characters, or at least counselors, whatever you want to say, I actually genuinely enjoyed this group of people yes. so much more than the first one. Dude. Especially, and especially Ted. Oh, Ted was, yes. I, I mean, like, bad. everybody, though. Like, hey, I, I, hey, I, hey, last week, we watched a movie where weed saved the day. This week, alcohol saved lives. Huh? That's true, yeah. He's That's true. If you, well, well alcohol, is, alcohol and the potential to try to get the dick wet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ted was seriously macking on that waitress too. She wasn't a bad looking waitress, so no, hey. She wasn't. She wasn't. Ted, but he Ted wasn't the only that. one to stay there though, right? There was no, a, there was, no, there was, there was, yeah, there was a handful yeah. of kids. There was, that I think there, there was more that stayed yes. at the at the club than didn't get and, yeah. than yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like even the ones that we got, man, like I don't know. I just felt I'm not saying I, I felt like endeared to each of them, but I felt more connected to all of them i just feel like you got a little bit more with them yeah you did. they just seemed a little bit older so i don't know what it was you know maybe we got some more time with them to suss the uh, oh. well yeah if you think about it you really did because you basically start off when you get to the new part of the story you start off with the three characters and you start to get them a little bit and you you could literally feel everybody out when he's talking about what to do and what not to do at the counselors you right, can, like feel everybody out kind of easily there. Which, by the way, speaking of when he's talking to counselors, did you guys figure out after the morning after uh, Paul and Ginny, you know, did it did the nasty? Right, right. right. You you guys understood why he uh, wrote "Beware of Bears" on the mirror, right? Yeah, because he had a period. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys got that then. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, so, so wait, that means that good old Paul got his red wings. Hell yeah, buddy. Good man. Good man. So I will say like the character of Mark and um, was it Vicky, Vicky that was trying to hit on him? Yeah. yeah. I love their scenes together, man, because she was yeah. trying to get that D hard. The she best part is she the in real life. She was really crushing on him big time. Yeah, and you could they tell had, they had you really could... great chemistry on this. They had really good chemistry on and off screen, but uh, she didn't realize that he's gay. So it didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, you wouldn't know, you know, judging by the way. No, that they, you wouldn't. That they interact. You never would have guessed that there was no sexual chemistry there whatsoever. Well, was... I mean, he's just a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. But yeah, but that like. Oh, bro, you could tell she was, like, just smitten for him, dude. And the fact, like, she was giving him them puppy dog eyes. I was like, that would work on me. Oh, you know yeah. Kind of looks like what's-her-name that played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies. Just an 80s Listen, What? All, all I'm going to say is, when I watched this as a kid, she was my crush in this movie. Vicky. I mean, I all right, so I... She she is my crush, but I gotta kind of give her shit on her fucking color of panty selection going on here, <laughs> because dude, why do we go from some nice sexy black underwear to some shit brown silk panties? Dude? Is it because they're she silk? still like, she still the... gets she still gets shit from that? And that was the wardrobe department fucking that up. Cause it's a terrible color, it's ter- dude. 
it's cheer it up listen she's a absolute doll but that girl's yes. got fucking pancake ass for days she did. <laughs> like dude i saw a meme recently that showed the scene of her bending over in the car looking for a hairbrush side by side with um sigourney weaver and alien bending over and they're yeah, like and, and, they're, and they're like why did these women have no asses right it's just like straight up like, shing, like <laughs> wow Oh, I just man. love how she's I love how she like changes out of her black panties and puts on these brown silk ones and she's like basically gigging like hey, works every time. Right. <laughs> but like Jen and I were like looking at each other. I'm like, wait a minute. You don't go from black to brown. Like, no, it's usually the other way around. <laughs> it's like maybe she ate them damn enchiladas. She <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. We should put them on. All I could think of was this damn enchiladas. Oh, man. That's going to be all. That's going to be the running gag of number episode five when we do that. I cannot wait till we get to part five. That's going to be a blast. No, but she, like I going back to all the characters, like I feel like all of them, like, you know, the couple that we uh, had walking in the beginning, I'm, I'm blanking on the names, but they find the, the, the fake dog. Well, not a fake dog, but a different dog that just happened to look exactly like the yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's also been something that's been debated about whether or not because if the, there are people that say that that was really Muffin and the ending was a dream sequence that she never really saw what Jason that that didn't happen. But that doesn't make any sense because we know for a fact that she's being pulled out of the cabin, so it couldn't really have been a dream sequence. So, uh, I I wouldn't say it couldn't be because I mean the first one was. But no, no, no. The first one, that was not a dream. That really happened because the cop flat out says we pulled you out of the lake. We thought you were dead, too. Meaning she was in the water. Uh, I, st- I still think it could. be. <laughs> it just didn't have to be kid Jason that necessarily did it. It could have still been right. older J- or teenage Jason or young adult Jason, whatever. Um, hmm. Was it a dream secret? I mean. They kind of play it off where I guess it's like ambiguous. Like you could take it as that. I mean, it could be because then that would mean that all three of the first ones uh, all end with a dream sequence. But like, I mean, because oh, like, yeah. where does her dude like, where's her dude go? You know what that, I mean? Like Jason we'll, grabs we her and never know. Actually, right. wait a minute. I think now that you said what you just said, that all the first three are dream sequences. Actually, I think they are because by the time they got to the fourth one, they did film a sequence where it was a dream and they said, we did that three times in a row. We can't do that again. Do something else. Yeah, it was the ending where uh, Trish finds her mom dead in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. And And Jason, yeah. And then like Jason comes up behind her and then she wakes up. So I think actually it is so that they said like, no, you got to change that because we did that three times already. That's enough. So I think we don't. I mean, we could assume that the boyfriend's dead. Right? Like, I mean, he's. I'll get into that. I'll get into that in my notes because it's, it's kind of explained in oh. part three is like it basically, okay basically it says um that uh, on the news report that there are eight bodies found yeah gotcha. and if paul was dead that would have made nine bodies oh so he's just so wait yeah. wait 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 do they count the one that was in the shack yes with the head I'm do they true. which because one the, the, the uh no alice from part one no, no, you, don't, you can't. The, count. The, Terry the, was one of them. Terry's one. Yeah, of them. yeah. Terry's one of them. But she was in, she was the only one that was in the shack specifically. I'm just saying, uh, like, would uh, they have found her body? Maybe, maybe. Well, no, the, wasn't the eight. The the, the, the cop, the cop, was in there too. The cop would be there. Oh, yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. 
And that's 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 one thing that annoyed me is Terry's the one the one person we don't know how she was killed. Yeah. Right, she was killed off screen, and she yeah. was like honestly one of the hottest. And the too. and the weird part is, is if you go back and look at that sequence where we see the shrine, you see her kind of slumped over a body, mm-hmm. but you don't see an ounce of blood on her. Yeah, who are the other bodies in there? Uh, the one is Alice. One's Alice's decomposed corpse. Yeah. Okay. And then you have Mrs. And I believe Morgan's the other is the cop. Yeah, the cop, and then Terry. Well, wasn't there three bodies when the cop was already? Wait, well, no, we never saw what he saw. No, we never. If anything, he would have saw. The okay, tape. no, you're right. You're right. You would have seen the shine in Alice. Yeah, yeah that's that's what he would have saw at that. Point. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. But going back, you know what I why I really love this one so much about the others. This is a very human and vulnerable Jason, versus yeah. the other ones where he's like these unstoppable killing. You see, he falls over things. He runs. Mm-hmm. You know, Ginny kicks him in the nuts and he drops. Dude, yeah. I forgot scared of a chain the nuts, dude. Oh, dude, that was always I've never ever since the first time I saw it, that was one of my favorite parts. I like that he it and here's the thing, like this is why I don't think he's like stupid. He's like he sets traps, dude. Like he literally mm-hmm. stands on the chair to like psych her out. You know what I mean? Like he's not dumb, he's just rural. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, fair. He's got that redneck ingenuity. Oh, yeah. So who peed? Was it Ginny or the rat? I think Ginny. I think it was the rat because her pants were dry. <laughs> okay, but I think it was Ginny because the rat was at her head and the pee was at the bottom of the bed. And yeah, when she and gets, out, and when she gets out from under the bed, there's nothing there. Yeah, I think it was her just because like she got so scared of the like the but, rat making her like she was trying to keep you know what I mean. Like, well, but you, always, I mean, but you can also argue that it was the rat, and not her, because if she would have peed her pants, ninety percent of it would have just been absorbed by the pants. That's, that's that's I'm going with the rat because not only that when the when it's coming out from under the bed, it looks like a piss stream. It does. It definitely like, does. Like but, you, you, do, you don't insinuate that someone's peeing by putting that. Yes, I, I would never. I just never. I never thought it would be the rat. I always thought the rat just set her over the edge, and that's why she ended up peeing herself because. She just, I would, I would like to know holding everything in that she just had to let something out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it could be the rat. I, I'm yeah, going that's a lot of piss for the rat. Nah, yeah, no, I'm, I well, it was also a big rat. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, like you could use that as a weapon, but like rat attack. <laughs> <laughs> but she thought he was gone, so that was, she didn't oh, really think that far. <laughs> right. Rat attack. It's like pocket sand. <laughs> hey man, don't fuck with pocket sand. Uh, all right. So, all in all, I mean, kills were pretty. They're all right in this movie. There was definitely some solid ones. There was one that seemed like uh, the two people fucking on the bed with the spear. That seemed very similar with Kevin Bacon's arrow. Just obviously the other way. That that's what I like about the the Stream Factory set is because you get the uh, the little bonus with the uh, you see what it should have been shown. Yeah. Okay, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you do. Because there's in all there was only forty eight seconds, but it was like the actual kills that were cut out of the movie. Right. Uh, I will say one of the my favorite shots in this entire movie is him laying in the bed mm. because it always, Dude, yeah. always deceives me. And I'm like, where's his head? I don't know why I can never fucking pinpoint it because I never watch it like consecutively enough to where I'm like, yes, that's exactly where it is. But it's like because like, you know, it's right there. And I'm just like, oh, man, where the fuck? And then he does the jump. And I'm like, every it's, time. it's like it's like when your kid hides under the, 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 the bed sheet or whatever and jumps up and scares you. Right. Yeah. And that 
and when she's running into the cabin at the end and you see the shot of him in the background running like, yeah. through the window to I love that. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, dude. Like it's simple, but it's like super effective. I, to me, I thought that was kind of a scary shot because you're like, oh fuck, dude, he's out. <laughs> I, I love that shot. I also love the shot where she's in the one room trying to hold the door and she's going for the window. Now he was just behind that door. And he literally runs around and pushes, puts his hand whole arm through the window trying to get her and he came close yeah man there was some really good there were some good uh shots in this and, uh, the cinematography was actually pretty decent like especially when he's uh like right after he pops up off the bed and he's going after vicky and you see that nice shot of the the, the cameras in focus on his hand and the knife and she's just you know out of focus it was really cool. now one shot i have to kind of fuck with is the one dude who's hanging upside down is the machete fucking slice because it looks like he's holding the machete the wrong fucking way no no, yeah. no that not. is a common mistake. That type of machete has a blade on both sides. Does it? Yes. Why does it, it look so weird though? It looks like it has like a more of like a fucking like it's got that like, like crazy curved top. Yeah, it has. That's why it has a blade on both sides. So it's more okay. That's so why when Mark like it's a, also um, why when Mark gets it in the head, it's also it also looks like it's backwards. It's not. So it's almost closer to like a uh, like a scythe kind of. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's basically the machete version. Now of that scythe. makes so all right. So that makes that scene a lot better because that was always one that fucking irked me. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. why is the fucking? And um, I just recently found this out, probably within the past few months, that that's oh no shit. Case. Yeah. Oh, because cool. I thought that for years too. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Um, I will say as a the the reveal scene of Jason popping through the window going slow mo last night. I was just like, oh my god, it's Danny Tamarelli. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know who Danny Tamarelli, I guarantee you do. You remember, you know the show Pete and Pete. I've no, you don't remember the show Pete and Pete. No, I've really heard of it. it. Fuck. Well, he was younger Pete, but then he grew up. He was he ended up going on all that and everything. But he's a ginger kid that looks just like. <laughs> if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, God damn it, dude. It yeah. Um. So we are almost 56 minutes in. We should probably hear what Brody has to say about this. Yeah, moment. and then I'm going to yes. I'm gonna have to truncate my behind-the-scenes down a little because I've got like six um, pages. Howdy doody there, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Gormor. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh, now, let me just start by saying how much I really appreciate this film for it being one of them rare sequels that's better than the OG. Uh, if you go back and listen to my review of the first film, you'll know that I didn't really appreciate it for what it was. I just was very bored with it. Um, but then this film comes out, they introduce Jason. A little bit of a continuity fuck up there somewhere between the story, between the first and this film. But you sort of can push that aside a little bit and just appreciate this film for what it is. So they bring in Jason for the first fucking time in the franchise i love the actual design of jason he feels more realistic he's grounded to that extent where he can actually run and chase you you know he's just not teleporting here and there um so yeah how they were able to capture that realism of jason in this film was fucking fantastic um i mean even the practical effects of him unmasked look fucking amazing like a bit of the elephant man in there uh which I was afraid of as a kid, I won't lie. So this <laughs> had a little bit of an effect on me when we get to see my mask and we get that jump scare at the end of the film. Um, I mean, we we get introduced to a lot of new uh, characters in this film, which I think is fantastic because um, 
it's all about the body count of the film like this and how we're going to conjure up some fantastic and creative kills for those characters and no one is safe in this fucking film and that's what i really like about it as well especially i will bring up the infamous fucking death scene is which is my favorite of course because it really struck me and surprised me as a kid and that is the cripple the bloke in the wheelchair he gets a fucking machete to the face uh that really caught me off guard and for for this to happen in a film back in the 80s you know it was really brutal for what it was you weren't really seeing much of this happening in horror films especially uh with a uh, handicapped person like that so and just the the death scene alone you know the machete to the face you see it, it's fucking just intimidating it's fucking fearful and i love it give it give it give me that shit you know i'm a sucker for that um I love how the final girl in this is, can actually hold her own uh, physically against Jason and mentally as well. She plays a bit of uh, a psychological aspect on him, uh, Jason, and she's very, very smart in that sense. I mean, she's thinking on her feet in the moment, whether or not it was just something that, you know, uh, she accidentally figured out or that she was just like, well, I'm going to play him in his own game don't know uh but it works for this character because prior to that moment with the psychological game and ment mentality thing she does with jason um she really like i said holds her own physically i mean she she feels like a real survivor and she could really survive the rest of the jason throughout the rest of the franchise i think she i think she did a great job uh also i think steve minor the director you know he does a great job really capturing um tension and atmosphere around these characters at night and the, especially their death scenes alone uh leading up to the death scenes is where it's really effective uh throughout the music play as well sound is always absolutely fantastic in this film I, I enjoy it um now the things i really don't like about this film is probably probably the whole entire first opening scene of this film i think that it's really not needed it doesn't fit in well with the rest of the story like it just it has no impact sorry on the rest of the story it's just sort of thrown in there as this continuity type thing but then you know i couldn't give two shits about alice or the first film so this really had no effect effect on me especially when she dies and i couldn't care less just it felt fucking not needed for this type of film um I would have I would have preferred to see a bit, bit of a flashback scene, a recreation of Pamela Voorhees getting beheaded and Jason actually seeing that from the woods because he actually didn't drown, you know, or something, you know, something like that. We got that um, remake. I feel like this film really needed to be edited down a little bit more in certain scenes. I felt it dragged on, especially with the amount of characters we have in this film. We have a fair few, so I kind of felt like it should have been shortened and tightened a little bit better. Um, that's probably me just nitpicking it. A little bit too much but that's just how i feel with this um and yeah like nothing else really much i mean this film is very nostalgic to me i remember buying this as a kid with a family member who i really respected who unfortunately passed away um and so and me and him um you know we we actually sat down and watched this together whether or not he liked it or not as a horror film i remember we just had a good time watching it so um this this week I'm gonna to have to give it a Gormore score. I'm gonna to have to give it a solid four out of five. Right. I really appreciate this film. So this is your DKB signing out. And I hope you motherfuckers have a great evening. Look forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Cheers. Cheers, Brody. Thanks, Thank you, Brody. Thank you, very, very fair assessment too. Fuck yeah, dude. Um 
Solid fourth. Starting high. Um, I you do agree. Go ahead. I do agree with him. I, I Since they made it as if now Jason is alive, they should have had for this something where it was him watching his mother get killed. Because then that would have made all the sense in the world. And just that's to, and I think that's got the just, remake. Yeah, that's I think that's why it was in the remake. And I think right. it's funny. I love that he. Sorry, go ahead, Bobby. But to see it here then would have just made everything a million times. Like, oh, okay, so he actually didn't. But then the only other question after that you would have is, well, why didn't he just go to his mother? That's the only question you would have at that point. And then it's like, well, he probably didn't know where to go, or he did. He did. He doesn't. She maybe didn't want to it, it, then you'd have all those questions but that's but that would make it a little bit more well if like, she never okay. came back to the area and then he like because she actually assumed he was dead you know what i mean like that too, yeah that that could be too maybe uh, yeah i don't know i'm just trying yeah, to try I mean, to make sense of whatever if you want to count the game as can if you go back and listen to the pamela Voorhees tapes like they only look for jason for a very very short time Wow, because there was like it's this fifties, ma- dude. I can't imagine it. Well, be- the reason is while they're watching him, this huge storm rolled in, and they had to call off the search. Oh, not only that, I mean, even if that st- like that lake is not huge, so I can't imagine them taking more than I don't know two weeks. Oh, wouldn't even they probably wouldn't search that, that long. Well, I, I give that time because that's like okay, check the woods while someone's drudging the lake. Like, just yeah. find if we don't find them, you know, what do we do? We are, I guarantee we're going to get so much more backstory, dude, with the whole, like, series coming out. I, I, w- I would hope Which so. is fine, dude. Like, if they actually start with his death, like, his drowning at the camp. Like, I want them to start in the 50s, dude. Like, legit. I want that shit to go down and, like, maybe almost reboot it to where, like, Jason Caesar still as a kid killing that, th- you know what I mean? Or get killed off or whatever. So then he survived. I don't know. Ooh, oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Just I'm going to hit that real quick because then this could answer all those questions. Like if they did it here, maybe he didn't right. go back to his mother because he saw her kill and was like, I'm scared of my mother now. Yeah, That's but then he starts to. I mean, they can explain everything. The story. Is, That's what I mean. Like yeah. that could be one little bit of a. The fact huh. that we're going episodic, you can just make ads. There's so much fucking more. That's yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. But yes, all let's right. continue. So, I just hope they don't go too Smallville on it. They will. Um, I'm sorry, but I that's my call. I, I feel like that's just going to happen. I, I'm still rooting for it, dude. I really am, but we'll see. Um, Scuba's score was a 3.8, so I'm going to throw that out there on top of Brody's four right now just because we got it. All right. Um, Chad, Eddie, what do you want to let us know behind scene? Okay, like yeah, I said, this is, this is fairly heavy, but I'll skip a lot of the unimportant stuff because yeah to the juicy i mean we we all know a lot of the backstories and if people don't know you know there's there's if, if there's anything i don't cover there are so many there's there's the crystal lake memories there's his name was jason, jason um yeah. i also want to point out uh my a friend of mine the admin of the group packnack lodge on facebook uh his name is ron gann he just recently wrote a book and it just came out last month. It's called Sackhead, the Definitive Retrospective on Friday the 13th, Part 2. You can find okay. it on Amazon. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I haven't gotten it yet, but everybody, it's getting really great reviews. It's a big seller, you know. It's, so if, if there's anything we haven't touched on, by all means, check out his book. Bobby, so we'll no, no, be doing that. No, no, be, no. Or Bobby, not Bobby. No, Brody. Brody, no. Brody, no. 
Don't be doing that. Uh, anyway, but so the name of the, the group you said is Pakanak Lodge, Fire Thirteenth yeah. Part Two. I am yes. not part of that. I don't think I'm yeah. going to join that right now. It's oh, it's yeah. a really they give a lot of really good useful information about the backstory and stuff. Um, they they go really in depth. And actually, there's there's quite a few things that I picked up off the pages I put in my behind the scenes that I'll get to. So um, on the film and this again, Brody said that uh, the beginning part felt kind of unnecessary. It didn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. With that was actually filmed last. Really, the film was already the film was already done, and they called her in ahead of this. So uh, when when the filmmakers asked Adrian King to reprise her role as Alice, she said she wanted to be on screen for a short period of time because there was an obsessive fans who was stalking her, broke into her apartment, and she feared for her life. And they also didn't even have a script for her. that was about almost one hundred percent ad libbed. Her her whole phone conversation was ad libbed. Yeah. Hey, it works. She, yeah. she, she literally called it in the documentary a wham bam thank you ma'am day. Yeah, it was like what two days she filmed. So day. wait, isn't it like um, with her actual like truthful story right there? Isn't that what they were trying to go with with Thirteen Fanboy? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that like the basis mm-hmm. of it? I'm pretty sure. And that's that's why I'm surprised they actually got her to agree to be in that movie. I thought I was afraid she might find it too personal. But well, I think that's what it was, and I think it was like I I thought, and I could be wrong that I heard in an interview or something that like it was just another way of her personally dealing with it, right? Which makes sense. So. And you got to remember, this was that was back in 1980. You know, they didn't have all these uh, laws. Fuck no, dude. It was way more wild west town, dude. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For sure. All right, Chad Daddy. Anything else, buddy? Uh, in the scene, and Jason crashes into the window and grabs Ginny. The actor Warrington Gillette was actually hurt. He tried to break into the window, and he didn't break. He ended up banging his head really hard on the glass. Oh, poor baby. Oh, uh, that. Uh, no, never mind. I don't feel like getting hate for what I might say, but that's okay. So continue. <laughs> he's not very popular in the community. Well, okay, it's not that he's not popular. And yes, you're right, but he's very nice. My oh, issue, I don't doubt that. But my issue is he seems to be so full of himself. Like, yeah, I was Jason in part two, and it's like you were Jason for literally 20 two seconds the man behind the mask is no longer with us and that's been proven how many times you know mm-hmm. it's isn't that card to like fucking ari whatever his name is mm. isn't he the same way ari Lehman, yeah yeah like he's super like up his own ass he's like i'm the first jason and then yeah he got drunk at that event in Blair's town. Well, I heard he was like photobombing everybody and like he was just being yeah. that guy <laughs> i kind of got i kind of get that impression yeah, I guess that's awesome. So, but yeah, continue. Uh, shot of the infamous double impalement was cut to avoid an X rating. Yet a gory still photo of this uncensored of the censored shot appears in the back of the video cassette box. The footage of the censored portion was finally recovered in 2020 from an old VHS. The gore shots Carl Fellerton kept for his portfolio. I had a stroke there, and was included mm-hmm. on the Scream Factory Deluxe Edition of the films, which you know. Nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, I pick those up. I probably should have, but. You really have really? Eh. I'm not really a physical collector kind of guy. Like I already have them physically, technically, and digitally. So I'm like, do I need them again? Nah. Coming from the man who has three of the box sets here, I got nothing to say. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, I, listen. It, no judge. I'm not judging by. Oh any no, I know you're not. Oh, like, I, I feel like I have most of my DVD collection. I want to just take in a free box to fucking work and just give them out because I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it it is nice to have them in case like 
you can't find a movie on digital or whatever on end. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying I would give up my horror ones. I'm just saying all the rest of the fucking DVDs I don't watch anymore. (laughs) Collected over the years. Anyway. According to co-producer Dennis Stewart Murphy, the idea to have Jason wear a burlap sack over his head came from the costume designer who figured it was a type of readily available item Jason could have conceivably and easily procured. I always kind of guessed, or at least hoped, that it was also a little homage to... Uh, the to yeah. But, I, I mean, that's fair. I still I feel f- like it might not even be, it might not be ever said but it definitely was. You know what I mean? I, I, I deny, I deny I, it. I, uh, I could see it as both, but hey, I could also see it as the readily available. It's thing. like how part three, like whoever came up like with the hockey mask part three, they were like, yo, dude, I did not totally see Mad Max the week before, but you know what we should try to do? <laughs> <laughs> I have still to this day never seen a hockey mask that, hockey mask that literally looks like that. Like the homunculus mask, dude? or whatever. Like, No, like, like oh. Jason's mask. No, I know, but that... That's what I'm saying. Like the humongous mask. Yeah, I've seen that. But yeah, dude, you're right. I mean, not that I was alive in the 50s, but I'm pretty sure even if you look up 1950s hockey masks, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to do that as you continue. So I'll okay, the it. actors stayed in the cabins on set. John Fury, Bill Randolph, and Russell Todd came to Lauren Marie Taylor's cabin to play a prank on her. They scratched on her screen window, and she hyperventilated until she fainted. Jesus, of course. Wow. All right. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. With Tom Savini unavailable, they turned to Stan Winston to Stan Winston to deliver the girl for part two. Unfortunately, Winston was forced to leave due to scheduling conflicts, making way for Carl Fullerton. Within five years, Winston won an Oscar for his work on James Cameron's Aliens, and his Stan Winston studios had gone on to be responsible for the design work on Terminator Alien, Jurassic Park, and the Predator series. After a decade in gore, Fullerton ascended to the A-list of Hollywood makeup effects with Glory, The Godfather Part 3, Silence of the Lambs, and Philadelphia. I love how Godfather Part 3 is included in there. I'm not going to lie. I've only seen the first Godfather, and I I couldn't sit through it, dude. It was, Same. It was boring I, to me. My old man and I have argued before. He's like, how could you watch a three-hour fucking Marvel movie, but you can't watch Godfather? Because, <laughs> dude... Because stuff like, actually happens in the Marvel I, movies. I'm like, I, Dad, I'm like, Dad, listen, I'm like, I have ADHD, and I, whether you want to admit to it or not. I'm like, so the frantic bullshit that's happening in the Avengers movies keeps my attention. A bunch of fucking geezers sitting around a table talking for three fucking hours doesn't do shit for me, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know it's solid in plot. I ain't going to uh, say shit on that. It's just, it's not for me. Real quick before you go on. So, go ahead. What we got that on? mask. The mask that Jason gets in part three, I know we're not on part three, but you said it. It was a real hockey mask. Okay. And it was and it was made by It's probably know, like what, nineteen twenty six? No, 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 no. No, then the, the goalies they, didn't they, wear a mask until like they were made they were made the mask was, was made by Jacques Plante. Jacques Plante. Yes. They were made in the late sixties until the company closed its doors in nineteen seventy six. They were made of wide variety of styles but that was a it was basically a style it was inspired by his styles but if you look at it it's jason's mask all right fair enough i'll I'll send some uh pictures thanks for the uh history update there okay during the scene where jason's chasing jenny and she jumps out of the woods steve dash ended up falling on the pickaxe and breaking his ribs another time he was knocked out and another time amy Steele actually cut his finger while shooting the ending scene where she fights him with machete he ended up going to the hospital still in full costume getting stitches and returning to work 
Um, Jesus, holy. What the fuck was that, John? <laughs> Somebody was rolling a chair above me. Gotcha. Uh, this film has the longest, one of the longest pre-credit sequences in cinematic history, nearly 15 minutes in some versions. Huh. Wow. Really? All right. Okay, what I'm else gonna, you I'm going to skip over. We all know about the uh, the alternate ending with uh, Mrs. Voorhees as Mrs. Voorhees' head opening mm-hmm. her eyes and smiling. I would yeah. love to have seen that. Nah. No. You yes. want it? Like, internally, you're always expecting something to happen, but I'm so glad it doesn't. You know what I mean? At least for me. Eh, no, I want it. In a break between takes, the cast and crew were highly amused when two girls attempted to use the telephone in the phone box, which Jeff and Sandra use in the film. The telephone was, in fact, fake, and the girls soon stormed off in anger, assuming that the phone was not working. No shit. I mean, I'd laugh. Hmm. All right. Uh, the Pakenak Lodge's central cabin was sold on eBay for 15000 in November 2003, but that's not entirely true. I read that it didn't sell... And a private seller bought it and demolished it for a house. Ah! Yeah, Pakenak is gone. Ah! That's a dick move. I mean, it, you just go play the game. Well, the reason they the reason they tore it down is because they were getting too many tourists looking for it, and they just they just wanted. They should have the, the, made it a they should have made it a fucking museum. Is what they should have. Well, done. what they should have done also has been like, huh? What was this house used for? Like, you can't find those records. Whatever. Dude, they could have made a killing. Just welcome to Pakenak. Here's the tour. Bro. Bro. You just, right. You literally make it its own little museum. You restore it exactly how it was. And you make some money while you can. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Even if it's just during the summertime, you know. Uh, or you do it during October, scary month. I feel uh, like that's something where that'd be like, I mean, now it'd be so much more expensive, but it would be cool as fuck to like just rebuild. Like, right. it wouldn't be in the same spot, but you know what I mean? Like, if you could re- recreate it as best as possible. Ah, uh, that's sad. All right. Uh, Walt Gorney, who played Crazy Roth, was seen many times walking around the set talking to himself. It's possible he did this just to get more into character. Okay. I believe, <laughs> I believe <laughs> that. Eh, method of acting or something. Originally, it had been intended for Amy Steele's character Ginny to die, but the producers decided someone needed to survive. They loved Steele's performance and wanted her to sign up for part three. Her agent told her not to, stating she'd get better roles, and she chose to listen. Years later, she shared that she regretted that decision. While she did get a few other roles here and there, she largely left acting and instead became a marriage and family therapist. So she kind of became what Ginny was going to become. All right. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the their original idea for part three would have been basically Halloween two, with Jason chasing Ginny through a hospital. Oh, ew, no, yeah, no, it wouldn't work. It was done good already. Although that's going to kind of happen. Not, yeah, y'all probably know about that. Anyways. Okay, Stu Charno played oh, really? Ted. This sequel's comic relief character, much like the original Friday the 13th's Ned, who's played by Mark Nelson. Then in part four, Lawrence Monson played another character, a comic relief character named Ted. The Friday films consistently reused character names throughout the series. There were two Pauls, two Terrys, two Sandras, two Vickies, two Scots, two Marks, and that's just from the sequel. There were also three Tinas in part four, five, and seven, two Robins, two Joeys, two Eddies, and an Ed. Well, that probably... 
dude, I am terrible with names, and that's probably one reason why I've never been able to honestly keep track of fucking Friday Thirteenth victims, dude. <laughs> that would make all the sense in the world. Oh my god, I did not. Wow, just fucking brighten my day. Wait, so Teddy and Four, he was the one watching the porn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's really long. Teddy porn. Bear. That Imagine was... how many reels that porn must have been for how long he was watching that dude. Like that. <laughs> That was That's that was box, bush, that was bushy porn. Yeah, it's all good, dude. Of course. Go on. Uh, inside Jason's cabin, in addition to the severed head and clothing of Pamela Voorhees, there were three bodies on the floor. Terry, the sheriff, and the decomposing Terry, the sheriff, and the decomposing corpse of Alice. You can clearly see the ice pick still sticking out of her head, but she is otherwise unrecognizable, as even the clothes have rotted. Oddly, Pamela, who's been dead two months longer than Alice, faced less decomposition and her clothing merely looks worn and dirty. That always bothered me too. It could be just the fact that Alice was laying on the more damp floor, and Jason would take him better care of his mother's head. Cause I was gonna say Jason was like maybe like tree, preserving yeah. it. Maybe he was like giving it like sponge like spun baths and shit. Who knows? You never that know, man. Be, that, that that needs to be a deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm sad that we don't get. Mo- and I understand we like changed locations around the lake or the area and stuff. I'm just sad we never get his his shack again. I know, me too. Like, I feel like his shack is a cool... I mean, maybe, you know, I get maybe you don't want to consistently bring it back, but I just wish they brought it back at least once. You know what I mean? Like, at least in four, maybe. Or something. I don't so know. that And that reminds me, where you guys think the shack came from? I don't think Jason built it himself. I think he found no, it. No, I think it was a hunting shack. Like like, I thought it was like an old hunting cabin. Because there's no way Jason knows how to hang doors and windows. My... I mean, it is pretty cobbed together, but it also looks. Really I feel old like it was probably. Down. I feel Wait. like it was probably a rundown thing that he probably like beefed up to make it his home shed. You know what I mean? Like, I think now I have an answer as to why you don't see that thing again. Remember, they found eight bodies, right? Yeah, that means that they probably tore his shack down. And said, "Well, we don't want that up." That would make all the mm. sense in the world. Yeah, I guess. I wish not, though. I could see them just, like, putting, you know, tape all over it and saying, like, all right, this area is, like, restricted, but, like, that's not going to stop him. Yeah, but I think that... I, I think, think they would have burned it down. Yeah, they probably okay. got rid of it because they're like, we just had Camp Course Lake closed. They went in there. He did they, this. They did try to cover it up more than anything, so... Yeah. They would just destroy true. it. All right. Anything else, Chad, Daddy? Uh, the following scenes were cut from the film in order to avoid an X rating from the MPAA. Which includes a close-up shot of Jeff and Sandra being double impaled while having sex in the bed. Close-up shot of Crazy Ralph and the wire cutting through his neck. A scene at the very end where we are shown, you know, Pamela's head opening the eyes. Uh, facing shot of Mark's face being split by the machete. Vicky's mm-hmm. death had a few more frames of her bleeding from the mouth and pans over to see another shot of Jeff's dead body. Oh damn! Blood was trimmed from the shot of Jason driving the hammer in the cop's head. The flashback showing Mrs. Voorhees' decapitation was trimmed. Blood flow was cut from the shot of Jason driving an ice pick into Alice's head. Additionally, Jason turns her to the camera, revealing the ice pick tip exited through her nose with a look of shock is on Alice's face. Additional blood flow was cut from the shot of Jason slicing Scott's throat. And this is actually not true. Um... Originally, the sex scene between Sandra Jeff was longer and included full frontal nudity from actress Marta Kober, but when Paramount discovered she was underage, the scene was deleted completely. 
they've asked her and the actor who played Jeff about this, and they don't remember shooting that scene, which means that it probably is just one of those internet rumors that got started that it never actually happened. Interesting. Uh, that would make sense. I mean, or they just want never want to actually admit that they had an underage girl on fucking film. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but they they hopefully can, not. Hopefully not. Right. Uh, let's see. In one scene where Steve Dash was wearing the burlap flower sack, part of the flower sack was flapping in his eyes, so the crew used tape inside the eye area to prevent it from flapping. He ended up with rug burns around his eye from the tape wearing through the rough flower sack material for hours. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. That would yeah, suck. Yeah, double-faced tape. That shit hurts. Oh. Scott Bell gave a pink eye. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, anything else, Chad Daddy, before we move it on? Uh, Marta Cobra was originally cast in Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, but when producers realized she'd already been in Part 2 years earlier, she lost the job. Boo. Interesting as to why she would... Yeah, never mind. When production was completed on Part 2, the cast and crew left the fake severed head of Mrs. Voorhees hanging from a tree, as well as the Camp Crystal Lake sign as a parting gift for the real-life camp owner, Lloyd Albin. And he has that sign still. Nice. Yeah, that's worth some money. While only two actors and stuntmen are officially credited as playing Jason, a total of five crew members actually portrayed the title title role throughout the production. Steve Dash, Warrington Gillette, Jerry Wallace, production assistant, credited as the Prowler, who killed Vicky. Mm. Ellen Lutter, uh, she's a costume designer who played uh, Jason walking towards Alice's rental home in the beginning, so the legs were actually Uh a woman. And Carl Fullerton, makeup artist, who portrayed Jason thrusting a spear into Jeff and Sandra. Oh, shit. Wow. The many faces of Jason. All right. So I think that's a pretty fair amount of behind-the-scenes stuff. Like I said, Uh, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there, you know. Word, word, word. All right. Um, okay. So, gentlemen, how did you watch this? What format? Screen Factory. Screen Factory. Factory. Right. All right. I watched my digital on uh, Voodoo, and yeah, it was fantastic. Right on. Uh, douche of the film. The cop. Uh, I mean, he was. No, I would say actually. Like, I would say I would say douchey, Scott. But... I would say Scott. Took those girls' clothes, and he got price for it. Yeah, but he that t- was just—he he was kind of flirting. Like, back though, too, it was kind of weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he took—he's like, oh, here you go. That—that that was more of a case of flirting. That's uh, I mean, he was pervin' on her. He was right? pervin', but if you did that today, <laughs> all depends on the right woman. This it's, is yes, true. Uh, that's just what I was thinking. Um. God damn, she's hot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It always low key annoyed me though that she just throws her pants back on, soaking. She's soaking wet, like. Yeah. But she dried her. She she put a towel around her top. But did she bring the towel or was it there? Because I swear to God, she didn't bring the towel. I don't think she brought. She didn't have a towel on her when she walked to the lake. Yeah, like it. Just, yeah. Hey, where did that come from then? Right. It was just like hanging out yeah. the fucking lifeguard shack thing, dude, or something. It was, that's what we, were, the wife and I, were trying to figure out last night. Um. Mm, I guess you know I go I'll go cop. He's just because he was like, "What? Well, you're not going to reprimand him?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Uh favorite kill, gentlemen. Oh, Mar- oh, uh, definitely Mark. The machete to the fucking face and the coming yep. down the stairs. Yeah, hands down, that's also. I have to agree with that one. 
Hmm. It's the one that resonates the most in my head when I think of Chewie. I don't know. I like the hammer, the claw hammer to the back of the cop's head myself. That, that is nice. Good, I wish we got a little bit more of that. Like, yeah. Like what you were saying, like the cutout part. That would be and, nice. and yeah, you, you see blood spurting in the, the cutscene. All right. Good deal. Uh, best scene, gentlemen. The whole end. The, the whole scene from when uh, Ginny and Paul get to the Pakanak Lodge to the end. The whole chase scene, Jason running after her, her trying to fight back, kicking him in the nuts, everything. Yeah, so, her well, definite fight back is like, yeah. As for Final Girls, man, she definitely gives it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I might have. Because it just works so well, just the way it was shot, you know, the music, everything. It just blended no, together. I, I would have okay, to say. Okay, you know what? Lower it down. I'm going to go even more specifically when they, the whole, like, end uh, shack scene. Like, her chasing it in and all that good stuff, so. I'm almost right there with you. You know, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do the same. I'll, I'll cut it down, cut it down to one specific scene, and that's when she uses the psychology on Jason and puts Ooh. the sweater on. Okay, okay. I would actually have to say uh, the scene of Vicky's death because I love that when he pops up from the bed, he just gets up slowly. You see his eye just so psyched out, looking at her. That is a good shot, dude. I, 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 I like that scene because it's really frightening. Because it All really right. gives you the sense of, shh, well, she ain't going on. You know, now that I mentioned the whole thing with the sweater, I, I love that that was thrown into the game, and that's how you have to kill him. Right? That is a great way, yeah. See, I like that scene that you're talking about, Bob, because it just shows also, like, how much Jason is a tactician. Like, he knows. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's No, not, you're right. Oh, yeah. That's why he's not, like, and mentally he's not handicapped dumb. like they would know. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's handicapped. It's like, it was never he's literally just, like, fucked up on the face. That's only his issue. Not like he's dumb. Yeah, it like was that. never. Like, it was never said that he was, you know, stupid or anything. For lack just, of a better word, he's just scary to look at because it was the fifties. Ah! Uh, <laughs> now he's even more scary to look at. Yeah, right. Left off. Well, machetes. Um. Okay. Opening scene. Hook you in. Uh, what that opening scene? On the part. Let's say what opening scene are we saying here? If, I, if we're gonna say that, if I, I would say, say everything. Everything before the credits roll would be considered the opening scene. So I guess it does, but well, it does kind of feel out of place and it definitely drags. I would say for opening scene, yeah, before the credits, but when she's on the phone call with her mom forward, that yes, I would say it hooked me in because I was curious as what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I guess it was like it hooked me in, but then it kind of let me down because she died. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> like, all right, it's killing there off. But I guess that just means, you know, like Jason's like, hey, no survivors. So, by the way, just 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 want to throw this out there. Alice King now looks a lot like, you know, now that she's aged, she looks a lot like Pamela Voorhees. They should get her to play Pamela in the TV series. How fantastic Ooh, would that be? That'd, that'd be great. That, yeah, that would be great. I agree with that. OK. Um, and le- well, I feel like they're going to have ver- different versions of Pam because they got to have young hot Pam. Yeah, it, gonna it, it, it's going to have to, you know, jump through time periods. Well, you got to have young hot Pam, dude, when she's when Jason's like little. You know what I mean, dude? Elf yeah. Pam. Oh, dude, it's going <laughs> to happen, bro. You're be like, God damn it, dude. That sweater. Mm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So most attractive character. This uh, is a tough t- one for t- me. T- this is a tough one. I, th- yeah. I have a feeling we're all going to say Vicky, though. Well, I'm going with uh, Terry. I, I'm going with Terry and Vicky. I'm doing the two. Please. I was just say, dude, those are definitely my two picks, dude. I don't. I. I just. I like Terry, but 
Vicky. Although, just... although, although Jenny is attractive too. Oh God, yeah, Jenny, Jenny's gorgeous. But I just can we just say about... all of them? Can we have one episode where we no. just go? We would do it no. all. I, there's just something about Vicky though. I don't. She has that one, no, no. Okay, it's We're the doughy eyes, it. dude. It no, is. It really not, is. No, it's not only that. It's the look she gives when she does that little spray of. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I mean, she likes to ride face, so that's cool with me too. Um. All right, Vicky. Yeah, it's, I'm saying Vicky. And she's like, you know, she's down to give the dude in the chair a shot, which means she's down to, you know, she likes doing most she, of the work. She's well. Not only that, but she's more open to things. Yeah, it's just you're horrible. <laughs> um, oh man, dude, you know it, it's it's. I think she is the cutest to me. Like Bob's pick, I think she's she's like hot in a different way. Like she's just like hot, hot. But the other girl, like I don't know, man, them eyes, dude. That she just fucking yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Terry would be the one that most people would gravitate towards because she has those really pretty blue eyes, right? And I would just be like, Vicky, what are you doing? Yeah. I would be like, hey, Vicky, can you put on these glasses and this orange sweater? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go with Vicky. And say jinkies. <laughs> yes. And say jinkies, please. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I'm going Velma. I mean,. <laughs> was that on purpose yes but no that's why i'm going vicky so all right uh ba, 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 ba. and then you said vicky as well and terry but vicky terry both <laughs> yeah just, yeah. yeah all righty do 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 what do we got did the score set the mood of course absolutely oh, yes. absolutely uh, it's I, iconic it's iconic yeah, yeah. Doing best song we were I, did like the the bar. So- I did like the song in the bar. The, I just don't know the song at the bar that did not match up to what they were actually playing. I still want to know what the original song was. Yeah, that'd be nice to know. Copyright issues, probably? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, so favorite character? Ted. I love the goofball Ted. Ted was good. His lanky ass. Um, um, honestly, uh, Jenny. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Ted, dude. Ted's because you know what? Like I said, Ted in the pursuit of ass saved his own life. So Yeah. That, ass and more beer. By the way, how many fucking Most people beers did he die. Drink? Most people die in the pursuit of ass in a Friday thirteenth. But, but, d- but did you Ted. see the collection of bottles in front of him? I, He's a tall I don't know, man. He puts but also the, the fact that he's asking the guy. Are there after-hour places around here? Sure are. <laughs> right? Teddy's wow. ready to fucking party. Sure. I, I also got a kick out of how the bar had a casino. Yeah! What the like, fucking was... porkies was that, dude? Like, <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, was that legal back then? Was that legal in Jersey? I wondered myself, dude. Like, could you have uh, just, like, little shit in the casinos? I guess if you have a license, who cares? Yeah, maybe. 81 was a different time. Wild West, like I said. Uh, okay, so... Was it scary? We've seen it a lot of times, but I would say yes. Yeah, hey, I would especially, say yes. Especially sure. the scene where he pops up off, off the bed. Yeah, yeah, that you know what? That always got me as that, a jump scare. Um, I will give it when he's chasing When he's chasing Ginny and crashes through the bathroom window, and then again, the jump scare at the end. 
I would say it's definitely scary. We, we, I, I also say that's one we sometimes can't judge because we've just seen it how many times. It is very, yeah, it's kind of like we're, uh, and like Brody brooding. said, it's very, it's very atmospheric too. Oh yes, like it's very right. brooding and dark. I'll give you that for sure. Okay, so that'll be, oh uh, yeah, we'll give you a yes. Um, does it hold up today? Yeah, for the most part, I would say yes. Aside um, from you know, like we've said and Brody said, it does drag on a bit. Yeah, I feel like there could be a couple minutes cut out. That yeah, wouldn't matter. And, and I would okay, do it's a little faster pace. I would do it in that the more the beginning prologue cut at least two minutes. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. If, yeah. Yeah, easily. Okay. Um, do you even need the prologue? You probably don't. You really, like you don't. could just jump into it. Yeah, because like, who cares? Like, you don't. Alice can just survive. You know what I mean? Like, you could wreck on that, dude. I bet the series does. No, I don't think. You don't think? No. No, maybe not. You think they're going to follow the movies to a T? You think they're just going to, like, get the basis and then just go on their whole fucking own rampant? I think they're going to go on their own after they get the backstory done. Swear to God, if they bring in the Necronomicon, dude, I'm out. (sighs) (laughs) All I'm going to say is when we get there, I have an argument for that, but it's... No, that's fine. we'll, we'll, We'll wait till we get there. Listen, there always could be an argument for anything, dude. That's true. Well, <laughs> this one's a, actually legit. Because yeah, we never take sidebars at all, do we? Well, yeah. just well, just remember one thing. There's not only one, and I'm not talking about Evil Dead. No, I know. Um, okay, so acting, I'd say pretty it's, solid. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. no. I would say it's... I mean, a couple of people might have, like, hand, like you know, they seemed like they were... The first couple, uh, John, Blanche, John Travolta, and uh, Hermione there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Travolta and Hermione. Hermione. Oh my god. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know if you're not. Oh my god, that's that's classic. That's that's from now on that's what they're gonna be called. Yeah, I mean like you know, they're okay, but they're you know although she definitely definitely has bigger tits than Emma Watson. Oh yeah. Emma Watson might have more ass, though. I don't know. I haven't paid attention enough. Right. All right, gentlemen. Did you like the cinematography? Um, yeah, like I, I said, there, yeah, was, there a was a couple really cool good shots. shots. It was also uh, very, very crisp. The be- I think my favorite shot, though, was uh, when it showed Jeff and Sandra and everybody else going into the lodge. And then it just waits there for a few seconds and you see um, Jason's shadow moving across yeah. the floor. Yeah. Like the that. Bigfoot thing. Yeah. You know what? I gotta say, shout out to Jason doing the Bigfoot across the road move in front of the show. Yeah, that he's was doing great. His, he's doing a Sam Squatch impression. He's like, "Hey, check me out." <laughs> it's like yeah, I gotta Patterson. say, man, that that cop like had great situational awareness, like, or he was a great tracker because Jason was definitely the fuck out of there before that cop even like kind of caught up to the shack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he but, could figure out the general direction Jason was going. So it couldn't have been that. I mean, like before. I'm saying, like he was probably. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, unless, you know, you see all the leaves moving and shit. We only just saw pictures of like him running at the camera. Yeah. So you never really know. It's true. Um, all right. And did we like the premise? Yeah, dude. Yes. It's the sequel. Yes. It brings Jason into it. And Jason's the big bad guy now. So fantastic. Uh, and we get a better cast of characters. Like we said earlier. Yeah. You know, all around. And, and, and like the burning, these felt like actual real people too. Yeah, this was actually, dare I say, and I might get some hate for this one, sequel is better than the first one. Oh, without a doubt. 
Yeah, this is a Terminator mm-hmm. 2 situation. In terms of pa- in terms of pacing and everything, yeah, it pretty much is. Right. Okay, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. Rewind. Mm-hmm. Rewind. Uh, and we already kind of got it a little bit in a remake. Mm-hmm. A reboot. A little bit. So, Okay, gentlemen, we're going to rate this bitch. Brody started us out with a 4. Scoob came in with a 3.8. Bobby? I'm also going to go with a 4.0. Oh, Ted Daddy, four point two five. Ooh, four point two five. Yeah, I, I love this movie, Johnny. Um, I'm gonna go with a three point seven five. Sorry, boys. I'm. I know it's the lowest, but it's not low. Ain't nothing wrong um, with that. Still gonna right. give us a really good score. Yes. So divide that bitch by five. Uh that is going to be a. Well, hot damn, actually, because it rounds up from a 3.96, we're going to make it a 4. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, actually. So, once again, Brody has predicted. Fucking, yeah, right? All because of the rounding. All right, so that is a 4 for 1981's Friday 13th Part 2. Chad Daddy, what are we covering next week? Only? Next week is Bobby's first real pick of the year. We're watching Body Melt. Movie, I have no idea anything about it whatsoever. I'm guessing people melt. It's it's nice. It's a nice little sick body. So it's a 1993 movie, horror sci-fi. It is on Tubi and Vudu for free. So fuck yeah! All right. Um, who do we got in it? We got Ian Smith, Neil Full. I have no idea who these fucking people. It was an Australian uh, production. Oh, so Brody's gonna love that then. My first Jared, real pick of the loves, year. Loves he loves Austin. Gerard Kennedy, Andrew Dotto, Ian Smith, Regina. Interesting. Stage one hallucinations. Stage two organ failure. Stage three body melts. All right. Well, I've never even fucking heard of this movie, so I'm ready for a ride. That's why I chose it. I'm like. I've seen it, but I wanted something that they're definitely like, I have no idea what this is. I'm like, you can love it or hate it. I know it's still going to have some gross shit. I like that, the fact that it's horror sci-fi, dude, because I'm always into the, some shit like that. Brody, Brody says, win and win a chicken dinner, so I knew he'd be on board. Hell yeah. That's saucy. I know, man. I feel like we almost do need to do some more Australian films, dude. Like, maybe I should take some of mine. Like, I mean, put it to this way. If we do, all I can tell you is this is an Australian film. They get gross. <laughs> He literally just just said that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. So, Brody, they get gross over there, dude. Like, we think Hmm. Japanese horror sometimes is gross. (laughs) Australia's got some gross shit. That's all I can say. I mean, it makes sense, dude. I mean, just look at their fucking animals that they have to deal with, man. Right? Yeah. Boxing gear. Fighters that can kill you and eat you. Right? Yeah. You know. I mean, the but, fact that the deer want to fight, dude. That's dude, just... there, there is a meme of somebody that said saw a cow eating a snake and said, how fucked up is the food chain over in Australia? Right? Hey, Apparently if the eat. cow had a chance, he would eat you. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, that could be a good movie. So body melt. All right, so we got to let Scoobs know that. Um, that's right. I'm excited, dude. I've never heard of this movie. The, the cover looks like perfect 1993 style cover art i'm fucking digging it dude i i and i think i discovered that movie through instagram because there's a channel i follow and they always show like little tidbits of movies and the scene i saw i'm like um 
what the fuck is happening to this person? And, you know, just go by the title for what I you think I saw. And I looked it up and I'm just like, oh, this is gross. I Bro, this is 100% expensive. Red Tomatoes. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's only got five on one rating. It's got five reviews. Dude. But still, <laughs> I was like, Brody might be one of them. I bet, <laughs> I bet he's orchestrator of the storms. That's probably it. He gave it a hundred percent. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, it says audience scores of thirty-one percent, but that's not good. The, uh, yeah, five, dude. The five film critics, quote unquote. I don't know, man. Usually, whenever like audiences don't like it, that's usually something we end up loving. Is it? I feel like it could kind of go either way on any movies because I feel like a lot of times, like if the critics love it, I usually hate it. Yeah. Where but it's this like is audience... five critics. But this is five critics, and one of them is Brody. What? <laughs> thing, right. The thing is, though, like it's in that weird uh, state. What I say it was like thirty-one percent or whatever. Um, it's it might be so bad it's good. I'm hoping. You know what I mean? It could be that weird. Yeah, it's kind of like ticks or something. Brody said Vinegar Syndrome released it last year. No shit. Okay. Yes, they did. So yeah. I wonder if that's the copy online or on the, all the streaming sites and shit. I hope so. I don't want to see some shitty ass copy. Word, 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 word. Like fucking. Well, um, if you, I from think if, too, well, that I won't if say you also want to listen, if you also want to find it, probably at a, maybe a decent better, it is on Prime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could run it on that shit. That's what I'm saying, though. If it's on Prime, dude, that. If it's on Voodoo, that's going to be the same quality. So, um, all right. So that's going to be a fun episode. Anything nerdy to discuss, gentlemen? There's a lot nerdy to discuss, gentlemen. You go for it. Well, of course, we we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the Flash trailer dropped last night. Ah, oh, dude, that was fantastic, dude. I had such a nerdgasm watching it. it I was... watched that while pooping this morning. Nice. <laughs> I was I was not expecting it to look as good as it looks. I mean, and, and I didn't even realize this until I saw a screen grab from the trailer. But Batfleck is rocking the '80s blue and gray Batman suit. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't notice it. I think, dude, it looks fantastic. It like, does. I, I'm not gonna. And I like. I know you haven't been a huge DC like. Uh, well, no, because you said you haven't watched most of them, right? Or you? I've I've watched a few of them. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten really deep into it because I'm I got to find time to watch the four the the Snyder cut, dude. That, that right. took me two sittings. I'm not yeah. gonna fuck. That's that. I'm figuring that's gonna be two sittings like, for me too. It was good. I, I enjoyed it for sure. But yeah, man, the Flash trailer. Holy fuck, dude! My little kid Batman fucking boner was going straight off when Keaton mm-hmm. showed up, and like I was like, oh my god, dude. He still looks so good in it. He still looks so good in it. He does. And and Ezra Miller's like, holy crap, you're He's like, yeah, I'm Batman. I'm Batman, right? He's like, yeah. I'm interested to see where, how it ends. Like, I don't want to rush to it, but like, if this is, if this is truly to keep and to restart the universe, I want to see where it's Dude, they go. freaking brought back General Zod. How cool was that? I know. And I'm I'm digging Supergirl, man. Same. same. Like, I think she looked fucking badass. So, I didn't think I'd like her just from, you know. The I, original I didn't think design I, cops up, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I like that it. she wasn't a blonde. She didn't have the traditional Supergirl outfit. No, she looks fucking. Is, I think it looks really cool. It looked She's going to be badass. Yeah. 
I'm very excited for that one. Um, what else we got, nerdy gentlemen? We also got the second trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That also, I saw it last night. Yeah, I don't watch usually second trailers. I first one, and that's about it. I kind of get the impression that at least one or two of the Guardians are going to die. I figured that was going to happen anyways, probably. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost, and I would say I'm going to bet money that definitely Drax. Yep, and possibly Peter. Yeah, I, th- I was always gonna, I was thinking if it was gonna be uh, what's her name uh, with the antennas, his sister there. I don't oh, know because yeah. there's a, there's a scene Man, of them is... carrying Quill's body. I mean, I, I didn't watch the trailer. I'm only just guessing off of my own, like. And I heard there's a possibility that Rocket dies as well. Ooh. Well, I mean, Rocket watched Groot die. I guess kind of in the first one. So uh, yeah, yeah, they kind of like go circle full circle. He watched on. he watched Groot die twice. Well, yeah, true. I am Groot. Uh, Groot's no, looking all no, beefy in this no. fucking one, dude. I am Groot. Groot's all fucking like. Thing he's, in, dude. he's like, yeah, he's looking like the fucking thing, <laughs> like wood thing. Um, See, I don't know about that look because he has like this big, huge, hulking body, but he still has like this baby head. Yeah, it's kind the of... head does not look proportionate. That's what a lot of people say. I know, because usually it's the other way around. Because if you look at kids, like their heads are huge and their bodies are tiny, and they usually have to grow into their head. <laughs> That's my son. That's most my son, Cameron, my son Cameron has like a human sized head, and it's solid. It's rock solid. Right? It doesn't make any sense. You're like, it's like a fucking weeble wobble, bro. Like, what are you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, uh, what else we got, nerdy homies? Anything? I mean, I, I don't actually have anything. So whatever Chad's got going on, I think that was that was all that I really want to touch on was those two. Nothing too much in the horror like, realm. Like, what did I see on Bloody Disgusting? It was something about worthy. was action figures. Was there more figures dropping? There was something weird. Uh, let me check real quick while you guys discuss. But I don't, I don't remember seeing anything recently about any figures. I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. Uh, None that I saw, no. Yeah, I honestly, I do not have anything nerdy. I was, I was a busy boy today, so I didn't get to really like scope out the net. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much aside from what we just discussed. Um, there is a Crystal Lake reunion going on this year at the original Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, so really? A good part of the original cast is showing up. Um, excuse me. Uh, so far, scheduled appears Adrian King, Robbie Morgan. Deborah Hayes, Ron Milkel, is that how you say it? Uh, from part one, uh, he was he was he was the cop. He was the dickhead cop in the first one. Uh, they're wow. all from the first one. Harry Manfredini, Amy Steele, John Fury, and Russell Todd all from part two. So oh. far, okay, interesting. And that would be. Let's see when is that? Uh, it says June second or third. So I'm guessing it's both days. So yeah, first week in the June, they're doing a reunion at the at the original camp. Hmm. Oh, I and I think the trailer dropped where I didn't get to watch, but the new Children of the Corn trailer I think dropped right. Yes, yes yeah. it did. Now that you mentioned it, it did, and it looks man. Did you, you both watch big, it? I haven't watched I it. Though. I don't want to watch it because I don't care about Children of the Corn. To be honest. Yeah, I was. I was never. I mean, I hated the original, so I'm just saying if they can make it better, I'm gonna. I'm might be more intrigued. <laughs> I don't see how they can make it much worse. 
it's Dude, the first one was so boring. It is. It really is. Like when you're a kid, you see it. It seems so scary, but you grew up and you watch. It, I didn't think it was scary when I was a kid. I did. I kind of like. I thought the third one was scarier. I've never seen. Any that's when they start before. like bringing in the farm equipment, dude, and fucking people up with that shit. Yeah, that's where they really started to get. Isn't that the? Isn't that where they better. used the corn husker, dude? And they got the people like sack like. It's they, it's either it's yeah. either three or four. It's it's one of those two. I don't know if I I might have seen four in the marathon like when I was a kid, but yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, that dropped and. Ooh, Dead Island 2 drops a week early. So if you're into the zombie, the first one was fantastic. So. Yeah, it was really fun. Dude, I still remember the trailer. The trailer was so fucked up. It was that reverse play of like that little girl getting like thrown out the window and shit. Um, yeah. And then that's all I got, gentlemen. So I don't have much either. I got nothing. Honestly. Cool. All right. Well, then we will wrap this shit up before we do that. Just remember. Next week, Body Melt, 1993. Watch that shit. It's on Tubi, Voodoo, or anywhere else you can find it. Yes. So, uh, all right. Chad Daddy, you want to start us off? I'd be delighted. This is your dark word of knowledge. Your Chad Daddy saying, tune in next week for Body Melt, bitches. This is your Killing Machine Bobby Mimone saying, get ready to Body Melt next week. It's a gross one. <laughs> Hell yeah. And this is your Fluffmaster Supreme Big Johnny D saying adios, Gorehounds. And remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Sucker balls. Thank Brody, you. we love you. Sucker balls. Jesus,